ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. My name is Prophet Marty Layton, and I want to welcome you today to this podcast slash broadcast. And as many of you know, we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, right here on Facebook, on Rumble, and on YouTube. Uh, And if you're listening to this or watching this at any other time, uh, please know that you can always catch us live uh, every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, for those of you that uh, do watch us regularly, I want to encourage you, invite some folks to watch uh, with you. So invite, some, invite some folks to tune in and uh, take a minute and text them and say, you're missing out. This is uh, something you need to hear tonight. Tonight's going to be an incredible broadcast, and uh, I've spent the most, most of the day uh, just locked up with, with Jesus and seeking the Lord and seeking His will. And I've been praying for all of you. I've been praying for my partners around the world. And uh, we do have a large audience that watches us in real time, but we also have many that watch from other nations. And that is why I always try to jam-pack every broadcast with as much revelation and as much light from heaven as I can fit, because people are hungry for God. Uh, And it is a very special honor to work with Yeshua, Jesus uh, and work with you to build this platform for the Lord's purposes. Amen. You know, very soon we'll have many new uh, networks carrying this broadcast, and along, along with uh, their other programming, uh, with other programming that we are producing, uh, we're going to get m- even more things out there. And if, uh, if you'd like to be a partner with us, it's very simple. Just log into our website. Uh, that's Life Point Church, L I F E P O I N T E, Life Point Church dot CC, uh, and then go to the prayer wall uh, down at the bottom of the page. Enter your name, your email, your contact information, and uh, let me and my team know that you want to be a partner with us and you're in. I do pray daily. Uh, for our partners by name, and uh, I know many people put their material behind a paywall, uh, but I don't believe in doing that. I want people uh, to build a relationship with us, and uh, I want to build relationship with our partners and, and our friends, and <clears throat> and I believe God uh, for an impartation and not just the transfer of information. Amen. And so I do believe God is moving some things right now and realigning things, uh, I believe we will have a our training center very, very soon. Uh, how many of you would like more prophetic training? Learning how to identify the voice of the Lord for yourself, uh, especially in these turbulent times. And how many would like to learn to flow in the gifts of the Spirit? How many of you know that there's nine gifts of the Spirit? Uh, a lot of people don't know about the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, it's very important, you know, uh, that we... We have a substantial, uh, biblically-based teaching on the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the character of Christ. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit is the, is the operation of the power of Jesus Christ. And, you know, many more things that God has given us to establish and to release to the body of Christ. And I believe this training center is going to be a powerful 
uh, uh, like an apostolic hub, like a city of refuge. And uh, God wants you to hear and know his voice more clearly and without a doubt so that you can confidently and boldly fulfill your destiny and your purpose. Amen. I also believe that we need to have a training uh, for people, especially our young adults, young ones, in developing a passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe the youth is ready to be passionate about Jesus. It's just someone needs to uh, provide opportunity and provide uh, uh, teaching and inspiration for those things. Uh, and, and they need to know why we believe what we believe and, and what does the Bible say about all these different things. God wants his church to grow. And uh, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, uh, we all need to work together in equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, right? For the perfecting of the saints uh, for the work of the ministry so that we can all grow up into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And so the Bible says uh, that that's the goal and that's the that's the aim of the fivefold ministry. So the fivefold ministry is not the is not the end all. Uh, being a saint, that's what we're supposed to be focused on. These signs shall follow them that believe. And so as a believer, the power of God is is to follow you. Uh, we don't follow after signs, but signs follow us. And so uh, there, there needs to be a fresh approach to establishing uh, the ministry to, to, to all ages, really, not just to young, uh, but to all ages and, and, uh, in, in a way that they get an impartation, you know, in a way that they get an activation uh, and they begin to move in miracles and signs and wonders and and uh, the gifts of the Spirit, prophecy especially. Uh, do you know that prophecy is actually the only thing in the Bible that God says you are to covet? Uh, you're supposed to burn hot and lust after. That's what that word zilu means, covet, to prophesy. It means to burn hot and to be zealous for and to uh, and to lust after prophecy. Uh, and so, and, and prophesying, uh, so that you can become a voice for God uh, on all levels. You know, uh, what has happened is uh, people that prophesy have become a, uh, a novelty. <clears throat> and listen, it, Apostle Paul said, you may all prophesy. Uh, Moses, they came to Moses and they said, Jannies and Jamborees are prophesying in the camps. And and Moses' response were, I wish that everybody would prophesy. Uh, and so that's God's heart. God wants everybody in the body of Christ, in the bride of Christ. He wants his bride to hear his voice and be able to confidently recognize his voice and communicate those truths uh, that God is saying. And, you know, when I was growing up, the, the uh, older uh, generation, they would say, you know, you may be the only Bible uh, that somebody ever reads. And so it's important for you to invest the Word of God in you and be able to communicate uh, what the Bible actually says, rightly dividing the Word of truth, studying to show yourself approved, which is awesome. And I fully agree with that. But then they would say, listen, if 
if something happened and all the Bibles were taken away, uh, then you would be you would be a walking Bible, and uh, also you need to know the voice of God, uh, so that if something like that were to occur, you would be able to discern God's direction for yourself and for your family. Which I believe in that, but I don't believe in motivating people by fear, and so. That's a, a, a very uh, interesting uh, way of presenting it, but that's not how I would handle things. I'm, I believe that there is a a, uh, a real desire uh, when you fall in love with Jesus. There's more inside of you than you even know when you give your heart to him. There's more inside of you than you even know. And when God sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which this is Pentecost Sunday coming up uh, this Sunday... When God sent the Holy Spirit, he didn't just send fire and tongues. He sent such a powerful release of his power, uh, the kingdom of God here on earth. Jesus said, I'll be with you. And uh, it's important that I go to heaven. It's it's better for you if I go to heaven uh, because then I, I'm not just going to, and I'm going to send you another comforter that's actually better for you. Uh, than me standing here in the flesh with you. And so, you know, I can imagine them thinking, who, who, what would be better than you standing right here with me, Jesus? Well, how about the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, uh, living in us, in all of us, and being able to do that uh, through the entire church? And so this is, these are uh, concepts that the Bible talks about that most people don't even think about. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, uh, pray with us, believe with us, because I believe God is about to do something great. And we are looking for that place, and we are moving by faith in a direction and looking at different opportunities and, and weighing things out and praying things out. And so I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask you to pray for us as well. Amen? Now, the Bible says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, and I will enter his courts with praise. And you know, the vision I have from the Lord for the school of the prophets, uh, I believe will have an excellence in worship and praise, an excellence there in worship and praise. It's always been a hallmark of my ministry anyways, worship and praise. In Psalm 33, 3, uh, David declares that we are to play skillfully with loud noise, uh, skillfully with a, a voluminous, jubilant sound, uh, loud, voluminous sound. And there's nothing more exciting for musicians uh, than to be able to play with excellent musicians and grow as a musician, you know, iron sharpening iron. And I, will believe, I believe that we, we will take the, the tops of the mountains of influence. You know, Isaiah 22, 22, I think it is, he says, uh, the kingdom of God is to be established on the top of the mountain. I believe we can take the top of the mountains of influence in our culture and drive the culture, turning it back to, to Yeshua, turning it back to Jesus. You know, God placed us right here in Music City, the place where music is released that impacts the entire planet. And what the Lord has shown me is so profound, I can hardly wait to get there. But I know this, that we're going to get there. Amen. I know if God showed it to us, we're going to see it and it's going to, it's going to happen. We're going to get there. And probably the most important component uh, 
is prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. Prayer is so vital in a prophet's ministry. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer and praise for all nations. Uh, So how will the nations be changed uh, when the church begins to offer prayer and praise? Or the Hebrew word there is tefillah, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Greek word there is tefillah, uh, tefillah. Uh, so when the church begins to offer up tefillah, it's an intermingling of prayer and praise together, as David did, uh, uh, then we'll begin to see the nations shifting and changing. Prophet Amos uh, prophesied in Amos chapter 9, verses 11 and 12, said, In that day I'll raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages, and I will raise up its ruins, and I will rebuild it as in the days of old, listen, so that they may possess. So that they may possess. Uh, part of part of overcoming, part of taking territory, part of seeing the nation changed is the raising up again of the tabernacle of David, or that tefillah, that prayer and praise for all nations. Apostle James, who is the brother of Jesus, the natural brother of Jesus, uh, quoted the same uh, passage of Scripture in Acts uh, chapter 15 and verse 16. Now, you know, some people have had teaching on the tabernacle of David. Uh, Some have not, and some just kind of covering a little bit of this. Uh, but James said in Acts fifteen sixteen, he said, after this, uh, he's quoting this, he said, after this, I will return and rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up, that's the Lord speaking, uh, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord even all those Gentiles or those without God who are called by my name. Uh, it says the Lord who does all the it says the Lord who does all these things. And so I believe uh, Amos was prophesying about a certain time frame. James was ta- was prophesying about a certain time frame, but I believe he was prophesying about this time frame. Uh, there's something about Tefillah. Prayer and praise. And the Bible says uh, in Psalm chapter 8 and verse 2, and then Jesus quoted it in Matthew chapter 17, uh, that for this purpose was praise established to silence the foe and to still the avenger. Praise silences the enemies of God and subdues them. And the Bible says of King David uh, that even his enemies were at peace with him. It actually says that in Proverbs as well, that when you are, when you're, a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, that even his enemies will be at peace with him. And so that's how David uh, handled things. He prayed and he praised. And so what happens when we have a house of prophetic prayer and prophetic praise for all nations? Uh, God can rain down peace and heavenly prosperity upon the nations. Amen? When you enter his gates with thanksgiving and you enter his courts with praise, something happens. But let me say this. It happens in the earth, but also something happens to you. 
Remember, Jacob wrestled with the Lord all night long. It was a very difficult time for him. Uh, But he was interceding and he was praying. This is Genesis 28. He was interceding and he was praying. He was fearing for his life. Uh, But as God's presence uh, became stronger, he started thanking God for his life. He was fearing for his life. Then he was thanking God for his life. And then it says he fell asleep uh, praying. And and has anybody ever fallen asleep praying, right? Uh, He fell asleep praying and God shows up in a vision and begins to speak to him. And when he woke up, he began worshiping. And suddenly, so you have prayer and you have praise, all in that picture, that tefillah happening. And suddenly something changed. Uh, Lying on the ground in great discomfort, he lifted up prayer and praise. And what happens uh, when you pray pray and when you praise, uh, you change. And, And what happened to Jacob is his perception changed. Your perception changes. Have you ever come into church feeling one way, and then you enter into that atmosphere of praise, and uh, you're, you're, you're worshiping, and then you, you're praying, and you're praising, and your perception changes, right? Suddenly, for Jacob, that place uh, that was once filled with fear and pain uh, became none other than the house of God or Bethel. Bethel or Bethel, the house of God. <clears throat> you may not be able to move from your situation. Uh, you may be in, in a painful moment <clears throat> and not able to move out of that moment. Uh, but if you'll praise and if you'll pray, your perception will change and God will begin to break through for you. Amen. Just like he did for Jacob. I believe God will cause increase to come. Uh, and God will do it. Amen? Uh, I love to praise, and I love to pray. Uh, Surely, when we humble ourselves before God, God will do something fantastic. Amen? I know he's up to something right now in our nation and in our families. Uh, We would love for you and your families to be a part of the School of the Prophets. Uh, It's a great work of God that we're going to establish in the Middle Tennessee area here. Amen. And we'll have more to share as we confirm more, as we begin to establish more. Uh, But I want to encourage you to be thinking about that, praying about that with us. Amen. God is on the move, and we want to continue to move forward with him and with his plan. And so listen, there's a great power uh, that's released, and it comes when prayers are offered up from a prayerful heart. Let me say that again. There's great power that comes when prayers are offered from a prayerful heart. Never give up praying. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Uh, But listen, never give up praying. Pray in the Spirit under your breath quietly throughout the day. If you can't pray out loud, pray, pray under your breath in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Uh, And and I believe that there is a remnant throughout this nation, America the Beautiful, that is praying. Uh, And their light is so shining that Yeshua will make known in the highways, in in the byways, his great presence in this nation. He'll make his name known. Amen. Don't give up uh, by 
because you heard all these other negative reports, don't give up. Keep praying. Amen. Keep praying. Don't give up when you hear about family members that are struggling with different issues and, and you start feeling like that's my family member. God, what's going on? How could my family member be struggling with something? Uh, listen, that's the devil attacks. Uh, but don't give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. God loves prayer warriors. He loves those who pray. And I believe God marks it down in his heart and remembers his prayer warriors. God remembers you. I, I see it like they're roses preserved forever in the pages of his heart. Just like you do roses in the pages of your Bible, uh, I believe the prayer warriors and the prayers that they pray are like roses in the pages of his heart. And there's a special scent a fragrance whenever God remembers you, whenever he turns back to that page and he, he sees that and smells that. There's a fragrance about you because he takes your tears and he takes your prayers and he places them in his book of remembrance. Remember, prophet Malachi prophesied this. He's, verse uh, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 16, he says, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Isn't that powerful? Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. But the rest of that verse is even more powerful. It says, and the Lord listened and heard them. How powerful is that? They spoke to one another about the Lord, but the Lord listened and he heard them. Do you know God's listening to you? If you're a prayer warrior, God's listening to your conversations. Uh, We think the... the, uh, the government's listening in, and they probably are, or Apple's listening in, they probably are, or all these other uh, companies are listening in, and they probably are. But how about this? Malachi was prophesying that the people of God who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened, and the Lord heard them. And then it says, So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Amen. Isn't that powerful? I believe in the power of prayer. This is going to be a powerful broadcast today. I believe something is happening. And listen, Satan's mad. That's why you hear all the threats right now. Satan is mad because he's losing territory and he's losing across the board. You know, last year I prophesied about tectonic shifts that were coming. We know about the seven tectonic plates. But the Lord uh, spoke to me and said that there were some tectonic shifts that were coming, both in the natural and in the spirit. And, you know, this week I heard a report uh, that the Earth's core is actually reversing its rotation. And it's causing the tectonic plates to shift. Let me say that again. The core of the earth has been circling, been moving in one direction. And last year, it began turning around. And this year, it's going in in the opposite direction now. And it's causing uh, the tectonic plates to shift. Uh, because the Earth's inner core 
has reversed its rotation and it's now rotating faster than the surface. And this is such a profound turnaround that scientists are having difficulty explaining it. Spiritually speaking, I believe it's a sign that the earth is having a change of heart. The earth is now moving in a new direction, and divine reversal is happening. A great turnaround is happening. Uh, Romans 8.22 declares that all creation uh, is groaning and travailing for the sons and the daughters of God to come forth. And in Revelation chapter 12, it talks about the woman or the bride of Christ who keeps the commandments of God and uh, how she's given two wings of the great eagle, which I believe is America in Scripture, two wings of the great eagle, and she's able to fly in dominion over the attacks of the dragon. Uh, And the earth experiences a tectonic shift, and the flooding attack of the dragon is swallowed up by the earth. I'm not going to get too far into that. Uh, There's some things that I believe God's shown me that I don't necessarily have full understanding of. But there are some things uh, that you can begin to see and understand in Scripture. Uh, So the the tectonic shift happens. uh, The flood is absorbed uh, by the tectonic shifts, and the dragon is swallowed up. Uh, The dragon's attack is swallowed up by the earth. Uh, So the earth, it says the earth helps the woman. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying I don't have it all, I have it all figured out. But I believe God is saying something regarding the dragon, which is representative of China. uh, And then how the dragon tries to attack the woman uh, or the church. uh, And the earth shifts and, and helps and swallows up the attack. Uh, preventing any harm to the woman or the church. The next chapter, after that chapter, I think it's chapter 13, it talks about uh, the standing of the bear, which represents Russia, and how the nations rise up in an ungodly uh, unifying uh, to usurp all authority over the earth. And to me, that sounds like it could potentially be talking about the World Health Organization or the United Nations or their attempts at establishing a one-world government. But the Bible talks about how that does not succeed. And uh, I know this. God loves His church. And a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand by your right hand, but it won't come near you. Amen? It says, Surely He will deliver His bride from the snare of the fowler. And under the shadow of his wings, we shall abide and trust. And with our eyes, we'll behold the reward of the wicked. And I believe this, his angels are on sight right now, fighting for you and I and keeping the church in all of our ways. Amen. So have no fear because the king of glory is here. And the Bible says in Psalm 24, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. The Lord Sabaoth, strong and mighty in the battle, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, he is the king of glory. Amen? Amen. Well, you know, last week I began teaching on prophetic prayer and how there's a battle 
before the breakthrough. I've been teaching actually uh, uh, for three weeks on this, the battle before the breakthrough. And it doesn't matter when it looks like the odds are against you, uh, because the Bible says if God be for us, who or what could ever successfully be against us? And there's no doubt that weapons will be formed against us, but they shall not prosper. So we can't get fearful when weapons are formed against us, uh, but they'll not prosper. Uh, There's always a great battle before a great breakthrough. And many of you, I believe, are about to experience some great breakthroughs. You know, little battles, uh, little spoils of war. Big battles, big victories, big spoils of war. So get ready for things to start running around, uh, uh, not running around, turning around uh, in your world. Get ready for that divine reversal to start kicking in in all kind of different ways around you. Have enough faith to start speaking it out. Start declaring, God, you're turning everything around for my good. You're turning everything around for me. I'm, I'm the blessed I'm not the curse. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above only. I'm never beneath. Start declaring it. Start speaking it out. I've got the victory over this situation. You know, faith is required uh, when you don't see anything. Faith is the evidence of things not seen yet. And so Jesus is the high priest over our prophetic decrees and our declarations of faith. You could say confessions of faith or prophetic decrees or declarations, all the same meaning. And so I begin last week, and I want to pick up where I left off last week. Are there any other facts to consider? When you hear, uh, when you hear the threat or you hear the bad report, are there any other facts to consider? I want you to know, Pastor Tracy is a faith giant, and I mean that. She has a great gift of faith. In fact, uh, probably the last several, maybe 10 prophecies, uh, different people have said, the Spirit of the Lord says you have a gift of faith. I mean, she's a faith giant. She looks at the impossible situations regularly and looks at it and says, that can change. You know, all the facts must be presented, not just the facts that this world speaks to you. You have to be like the Thessalonian believers in the book of Acts that uh, researched the scriptures daily. That's Acts 17.11. And and then add into the current facts the facts that come from the word of truth uh, and, and begin to occupy uh, Luke nineteen thirteen. These are all verses that I memorized when I was young. Luke nineteen thirteen says, "Occupy until I come." Uh, you have to have an occupational perspective, a military occupation, uh, not a situational perspective. You have to, you have to realize you have to war to hold your position, and you have to war to take new territory. That is occupying until he comes a military occupation and inside of each of us according to the scripture is a priest and a king uh, and we've been made the bible says priests and kings under our god and he is the king of kings 
and we are the priesthood of believers. So we are kings and priests unto our God. And like David, uh, the Bible says that David is a, a prototype of the church. David was prophet, priest, and king. And, uh, and so I like to expand that a little bit more and say we have in, in us the prophet, the priest, and the king anointing. And so you can get caught up in everyday tasks of uh, preserving the church through past revelations uh, uh, and, and caught up with maintaining your kingdom. You know, uh, uh, the priest has to maintain the church. The king has to maintain the kingdom, you know, has to make sure uh, you know, all, all the things happen in a kingdom that have to happen, that the garbage is picked up, that the water is routed properly, that, you know, that's the job of a king. Uh, the job of the priest is to maintain the temple. And so you have the the priest and the king uh, they all, th- those two deal with the past and with the present. But the prophet sees the future and lays claim to the future. And the church is good at situational perspectives of maintaining the past and securing the current. Uh, and if that's all you focus on, some people, they, that's all they focus on, and they become very religious and they never see any growth. They, they, they're just religious. They're just stuck. Uh, but God has called us to occupy. Occupy until I come. That's that prophetic edge that gets a glimpse of what God declares is coming. So in you is prophet, priest, and king, that anointing of all three. And nothing will stop you from breaking out of the current limitations, when you start moving in that direction, uh, nothing can stop you from breaking out of the current limitations and pioneering the future that God promised you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope and plans to prosper you. And so you have to choose whose report are you going to believe the facts may be dictating one thing to you, but if you'll take uh, an occupational perspective over a situational perspective, you'll start declaring with prophetic revelation uh, by faith and, and Jesus, the high priest over our prophetic proclamations, uh, declarations, and decrees. Uh, you start declaring those things. Uh, with prophetic revelation, and you release the power of God into your situation and watch the change come to pass. As you occupy and you reign like a king over your enemies, Jesus begins to be exalted and God begins to, uh, the, the king of glory comes in and begins to increase your territory. I've seen great Christians face battles and begin to act and behave like a heathen without faith. They hear fake news that the army pedal the uh, the enemy pedals the army of darkness, uh, the fake news, false prophets. Uh, they start peddling this bad news, uh, and and Christians uh, that are not filled with the Word of God, they start getting fearful. And they start acting the same as the world acts. 
Uh, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. What your disposition is supposed to be is, I refuse to listen to them. In fact, I defy it. And I refuse their selection of the facts. I want to add my facts to these facts. And the fact that I come up with is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The fact that I come come up with is, if God be for us, who or what could ever successfully be against us? In other words, situational perspective says, I'm in the middle of this. I have to start figuring things out. I have to start measuring things out. I have to deal with this situation. Occupational perspective says, uh, I choose God's point of view, and I know that I can overcome this thing. Like I said, Pastor Tracy, this thing can change. This is a temporary moment. This thing can change. I'm telling you, she's a rock. Uh, it's, it's pure, unadulterated, blatant faith. You've got to learn to perceive it in order to receive it. You know, Bishop Hammond used to, uh, used to when we were training with him uh, 35 years ago, he would say, listen, no deposit, no return. You have to deposit the word of God in you if you want to return to, to come out of your mouth in a prophetic way or to rise up in your heart. No deposit, no return. Some people say it like this, garbage in, garbage out. Uh, in order for you to start perceiving it so that you can receive it, you've got to be in the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I could spend all day just reading and, and discussing the Word of God with, with God. And then once you perceive it, uh, then you can receive it. Then you decree a thing, like Job twenty two twenty eight says, decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. Listen, you have, you have to choose RTGF. RTGF. Just say that, RTGF. And that stands for run to God first. Run to God first. In the beginning, God. The first five words of the Bible set the tone for everything in a Christian's life. In the beginning, God. Or four words of the Bible. <laughs> in the beginning, God. Everything starts with God. Run to God first. Instead of listening to the many voices that are out there that are speaking so loudly, David's whole whole world turned against him in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. <clears throat> and he had to remember RTGF, run to God first. He ran to God. He couldn't even listen to his best pals hanging around him because they were ready to take him out. He ran to God. And God gave him an entirely different perspective. He worshiped God, and he praised him. He entered his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And prayer and praise gave him an entirely different perspective. And God said, pursue your enemy, David. You'll overtake him, and without fail, you shall recover all. If David had listened to the voices of his men... 
he would have bowed down to a situational perspective and possibly never have been, become king. Don't listen to the voice of, of the past or past hurts or past failures or past perspectives. The past is one minute ago, by the way. Don't listen to the past. He who perceives, receives. He who prophetically decrees and declares will rule. See, there's a spiritual perception that you have, uh, you, you have to change the facts into fiction through prophetic perception. This is why God sends his prophets to speak his voice to people. Some people, uh, they just don't get it. And so prophets come along and they say something that is totally out of left field, uh, but it starts shifting their thinking. And it makes a change in their spiritual perception. You know, some people, uh, it's frustrating to me as a prophet. Some people say, well, the prophetic is only confirmation. It's not true. Well, if God wants to talk to me, uh, he can talk to me. We're on a first name basis. And uh, if he wants to talk to me, uh, he doesn't need to talk to me through somebody else. He can talk to me directly. I pray. I read my Bible. Let me just tell you, you can miss everything God's trying to tell you with that kind of a perspective. I've heard famous preachers say these things, uh, but God, you, God, it's God's design to have prophets speak things that you're never going to hear any other way. You're never going to uh, conceive any other way. Well, brother, there's this example, there's that example, but there's also examples of prophets speaking things that people have never even uh, thought of before. And I use myself as an example uh, when I talk about this. I, I grew up in such deep poverty. Uh, the only people that were prospering, and I lived in uh, Miami, Florida, in the heart of the, the drug culture in the 80s, is when I grew up, and the only people that prospered were drug dealers, the people who did wrong things, bad things. And so my concept of prosperity was all built around the people that prosper, the people that are doing wrong things. You know, as a young boy, 11, 12 years old, uh, somebody prophesied to me, uh, God is going to make you a prophet. He's called you to be a prophet. He's going to make you that prophet, and you're going to prosper. And so that whole thought of prosperity outside of that kind of a lifestyle, it, it, it wasn't confirmation to me. And if God wanted to say something to me, he could have said it to me, uh, but he didn't say it to me that way. He said it to me through a prophet. Well, Jesus is the one who gave us the gifts uh, of the fivefold ministry. You know, and you've heard me teach on this before. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. Jesus loved us so much, he gave us the Holy Spirit and the fivefold ministry, right? The Holy Spirit uh, loves us so much, he gave us a personal gift called the gift of tongues that's personally to edify you and build you up in your most holy faith. 
it's also something that can be interpreted in if spoken in a a um, a congregational setting. Uh, but ultimately, uh, desire spiritual gifts in order that you may prophesy. That's First Corinthians twelve three, and so. Prophets are God's design. So people that say prophets are only confirmation, they're so wrong. They're so wrong. Uh, in the midst of the, <coughs> the battlefield, <coughs> in Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat is surrounded by seven armies, <coughs> and they're out to take him out. And, and so the last thing, that he could have possibly thought or received from God was, let's put the praisers out front. No, a prophet spoke that to him. In fact, it was Asaph's great-great-grandson who spoke that to him. And so the, the, the prophet said, the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Put the praisers out in the front. Here's the strategy from heaven. And so prophets uh, are, are not only speaking uh, confirmation, uh, but prophets will, sh- will give you the word of effective confrontation of the powers of darkness so that you can overcome. Prophets will speak things that will even confront mindsets uh, that you have and break down those mindsets uh, with the word of the Lord. And so prophets speak his voice to people. And you have to have the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. It's the truth that you hear, receive, and know. And that, that word know is intimately know. You shall know the truth, and that truth will make you free. Not set you free, but make you free. You cannot have the whole truth by listening to your circumstances only. They're li- they can lie to you every time. Uh, you have to go after more facts from God. You have to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. You have to ignite <clears throat> divine revelation within your own heart. You have to pursue God. You have to get a, a, a passion and pursue God as an act of your will, a choice. <clears throat> and God will tell you the rest of the facts. That's what David had to do in 1 Samuel 30 when everything was burned to the ground. He had to pursue God and let God tell him the rest of the facts. And that is what you take and make prophetic decrees and prophetic declarations with. That's why it's called the good news. Amen. And as one of God's prophets, I'm declaring a word from God to you for this season of your life. I believe the word of the Lord over your life is this. God is turning everything around for you right now. Believe it. He's turning everything around for you right now. And he has released a fresh resilience anointing, like a fresh oil poured all over you. And you're about to, uh, about to bounce back. You're about to see a great rebound, a great turnaround, a great turning around of your circumstances, a great reversal. Amen. Aren't you ready to receive a speedy recovery? Amen. You got to laugh at your enemy. 
God is adding facts to the facts and just refuse uh, to to just be religious and 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 do the uh, prof, the priest and the king thing only. You have to have the whole package. You have to have the whole truth. Refuse to just gather and just hear a good old sermon. Uh, the church needs relevancy and a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. We don't need any more articulations of great orators who uh, leave us feeling shortchanged and inferior. We need more of the Holy Spirit active in our lives. And I'm not talking about people uh, barking up the wrong tree or, or maniacs that put on performances in the name of God. Uh, but I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with power. I'm not talking about weird. I'm talking about this is what Jesus wants for his church. Uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with fire and the release of his power. Well, Brother Marty, you don't understand. Power belongs to God. Yes, he does have all the power, but it doesn't only belong to him because Christ himself promised it to us too. And on the day of Pentecost, which this is Pentecost Sunday, we were endued with power from on high. And that power was to persuade. Uh, That power was to prosper. That power is to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the devil. That power is to tell the devil, in your face, devil, uh, when he says, you ain't going to make it. I'm going to make it. You say back to him, in your face, I'm going to listen to God, and I'm not going to listen to you because I have a promise from God himself and, and I'm going to show you the opposite is going to happen. I've taken, I've heard your facts, and now I'm adding his facts that override your facts, and I'm turning your facts into fiction. And see, this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that the church needs, the baptism of fire again, amen? I choose you, God. I choose your perspective. I choose to believe you over my circumstances. I choose to believe that I can recover. Let me tell you, there was a time when I was in the hospital, those 28 days in the hospital, I thought, I don't even remember what normal feels like. Uh, But the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. I'm not only going to make things normal, I'm going to make them better than ever before. And that's how I feel today. I, in fact, I have a hard time remembering what it was like to be in the hospital and to feel that way. I don't really hang on to that information. I remember uh, to a degree, but I know that I know the Holy Spirit began to light a fire within me. And you got to choose to believe God over your circumstances. And then the Holy Spirit will move in uh, in such a way where people will say, that's something I've never experienced before. That's something I've never seen before. What must I do to be saved? And they'll say, these people aren't happy. Uh, uh, these people are happy at all the wrong times. They're not, they're not uh, just happy because of uh, all the exterior reasons that people in the world get happy with, uh, drinking and partying and that sort of thing. These people are happy because they have something different. 
uh, they're uh, they're just the right they're uh, uh, the the right representation of Jesus that I need. You know, when you're standing in impossible situations and you're saying, I believe something impossible is going to happen, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And, and, you know, you, we can throw our net over the side of the boat after you fished all night and watch God pull in a massive catch by listening to his voice and not the voice of the circumstances. God can make a way where there's no other way. What does prophetic revelation do for you? It awakens your creativity. It releases the power to invent, the power to write songs, the power to write music, the power to write movie scripts, the power to write books, the power to inspire people through creative poetry or artwork. It gives you the power to do things that nobody else thought about. I believe God is releasing something on this generation now that will be raised up like modern-day prophets, minstrels, modern-day Davids. I believe that's why we're seeing the battle. It's going on right now. God is releasing warriors, raising up warriors, young and old, warriors. Why do I say young and old? Uh, Remember uh, Caleb on his 85th birthday, he said, I'm just as strong right now as I was when I was 20. And I can still take that mountain. If nobody else goes, I'm going to go take that mountain. And it is a mountain filled with giants. And the biggest giant is on the top of the mountain. And that giant, I'm knocking him down and everybody underneath of him. I'm just telling you, young and old, God is releasing, raising up and releasing warriors right now. I'm telling you, like young David onto a battlefield, uh, there's a custom design and a custom fit for your victory right now. God has set you up. God is about as tired of religion as you and I are. And he's looking for people who will become radically different and believe him. Those who will not back down uh, from the enemy, but throw their little rock in faith like David a whole new order, I believe, is coming into church now. A Davidic army of worshiping warriors who will know the word of God and know the God of the word. Someone who will invite him to bring water out of the rock. Someone who will invite him to bring a coin out of a fish's mouth. Somebody who will invite him to send a raven to feed them. Somebody who will face the challenges of this life and declare, I choose to believe God. I choose you, God. I know that you're never going to change, and so I choose you. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me, God. Amen? Listen, there's all kinds of bad news out there, but God's listening for the sound of faith. Without faith, you can't please him. He wants someone to hear his word and say, I believe you. I believe it. Not complaining about the chains being too tight, but lifting up a song in the midnight hour and watching the chains fall off, the doors fall off the hinges, and the prison break all the way down to the foundation. Let me just tell you, God's looking for for those who will invite 
him into their dark place so that he, he can bring them some light. Amen? God wants you to invade your house. Invade your, he wants to invade your house. He wants to invade your darkness. Some of you are watching this broadcast. You need to uh, decide tonight who you believe. Whose report will you believe? The battle or you're going to believe for the breakthrough? Believe the prophet tonight. Whatever your problem is, God wants you to lift a praise to him. Begin to magnify him throughout the week. Don't just do it on Sunday. Become an everyday, all-day worshiper. Magnify him instead of magnifying the problem. Amen? Prophetic revelation brings sensory awareness. You start awaking the supernatural, spiritual senses that go beyond your five natural senses. And you have a spiritual awareness. You know, you start recognizing, I feel like there's angels with me. I feel like God is with me. Now, I want to encourage you, don't be so heavenly-minded you're no earthly good. Remember to walk in the balance. Uh, Don't be so earthly-minded you're no spiritual good. Uh, But walk in that balance, the divine balance. Prophetic revelation, it renews your mind. It gives you a fresh perspective, a fresh view of a possible outcome, a fresh predetermination, a fresh presupposition uh, uh, to see possibilities of a better outcome than what your past has programmed you to expect. Before your actual outcome, you start seeing something different. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. See, the power of your presupposing or presuppositions uh, is, is so powerful. It'll give you a divine perspective or a demonic perspective. You have to have a, a, a divine perspective on your finances, on your body, on your marriage, on your relationships, on your business, in all areas of life. You have to have a defiance of the status quo statistics and choose God's point of view. Prophetic infusion uh, of his revelation is for you at all times. I know better things are possible now. You have to get that in you. Uh, Something good is about to happen. Uh, You and I have received the blessing of Abraham uh, because Christ died upon that tree And now that belongs to you and me. The blessings of Abraham are health and wealth and long life. And, you know, I prophesy that over my family every day. I prophesy that over our staff. I prophesy it over our church. I prophesy it over our partners, over the viewing audience, over our extended church members. uh, The blessing of the Lord will now begin to overtake you and suddenly show up in your life, turning everything around. I have a new set of presuppositions. I choose to believe everything is going to turn out just fine. You may feel like Paul in prison right now, but I'm choosing to believe that God's sending an earthquake your way that'll frighten off your enemy, break things wide open for you, and release a powerful breakthrough for you and everybody around you. I don't want just some of the facts. I want all of the facts. I want the truth, the whole truth. And nothing but 
the truth. Amen. Amen. You know, it's important for you to grab hold of this. I know I'm going a little bit over time right now, but you got to understand God is looking for those who are who are, who believe him, not just propping up religion, not just those who will who will uh, poke their nose in everybody else's business, but those that will take risks, risks of faith. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings. And, you know, I want to thank every one of you that stands with us and gives every time. I believe in this sowing into what has fed you. Uh, you'll, you know, people will go to a fancy restaurant and they'll eat a fancy meal and then pay a large amount of money for that meal. Or they'll go to McDonald's or some fast food joint and get a quick little something and pay a little. Well, I pray that you always get a feast and feel like you're at a feasting table of the Lord when you come to this house. And I believe that when we bless in response to how God has blessed us, uh, there's a major release uh, in every area of our lives. Amen. I believe your economy is about to come roaring back. And I believe there are many right now who are going to be made wealthy in this new season. And everything is shifting forward for the good. You know, Joel chapter 2 talks about God raising up the army of the Lord. The greatest sign of Jesus' return, or Jesus' showing up on the scene as Messiah in his first coming, (coughs) was was the prophet um, John the Baptist. The greatest sign that Jesus is coming back very soon is this prophetic generation that's raised, that's being raised up right now, the army of the Lord, <clears throat> who will rush on the city and run on the walls. And it says in Joel 2, every place they go is changed by their presence. A fire is released there. <clears throat> Reformation happens. Uh, then he says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Mature ones dream dreams. The prophetic anointing will abound, and people will start to understand God's word and God's purpose. Revival and reformation occurs. Along with great reformation is also great financial restoration. As God does marvels and wonders among his people, restoring lost fortunes, restoring the years that have been gone, that have been eaten away, causing vineyards to be fruitful again. (coughs) Vats will begin to overflow with new wine. More than enough. It's a great passage of Scripture, Joel chapter 2. It talks about the double portion in the first month. Undeniable prosperity. I believe we're at this place. Verse 26, it says, You'll eat in plenty and you'll be satisfied. And you'll praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> I believe God's opening the heavens right now and pouring out blessings so great we can't contain it all. It's a day to believe the Lord your God. 
Second Chronicles 20, 20, and believe his prophets. Believe God and you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. <clears throat> I know many of you are catching the vision of this ministry and you're supporting what God is doing with this house. And I believe we're, we're destined to connect with new platforms and new networks that'll broad, broadcast this to even more people. But it's going to take partnering together financially. And so I want to thank those of you who continue to support this house. <clears throat> you know, I believe something big happens for those that bless the prophets, those that stand with the prophets, those that stand firm <clears throat> begin to see the prophet's reward. Amen. I want to pray for you today because I believe God has something very unique and very special for you. So, Lord, we take <clears throat> what, what we <coughs> give to you. We, we ask you to take it now. We ask you to multiply it, breathe your life into it, cause it to be seed that is sown, that we might see 30, 60, 100-fold return. And God, I thank you for opening their eyes and, and give them a heart of faith to stand and believe that they're sowing in good soil and soil that you're directing them to sow into so that they can receive the prophet's reward as you desire for them. And Father, we're going to give whatever amount that you you impressed to give. We're sowing this in faith, believing. And Father, I bless your people now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you again for your obedience to support the work of the Lord here. It's very important, and I'm believing for special blessings for you. We get uh, emails from people all the time at how God has poured out special blessings on them. Amen. Uh, so if you want to give... There's a link. If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comments section. You can click on that link and you can give your offering that way. Uh, if you prefer to give by text, uh, the number is 84321. It's on your screen now. Uh, it's text giving. You text whatever uh, amount you want to give to the number 84321. That's 84321. It's very easy. Uh, remember, there's a promise and a reward for those who give whatever God speaks to you and impresses you with to give. Uh, and what you sow is what you reap. Amen? And so <clears throat> I believe this. God is releasing the prophet's reward. He's restoring. He's healing. He's multiplying. He's working things out. Even though we can't always see it, as we give it, it comes before God. He redeems it. And he pours it back out on us with increase. Amen. For those of you that prefer mailing, uh, you can, you know, some people, they send sizable checks by mail. Uh, you can do that by mailing your offering to LifePoint uh, or LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And I want you to know it's greatly appreciated. And we thank you. 
and it is sacred when you give to God. And so thank you for standing with us and sowing that seed. Uh, some of you prefer to give on our website. Our website is lifepointchurch.cc, lifepointchurch.cc. Uh, there's a button on there that you can click on. It says giving, uh, and you can give securely and safely that way online. Uh, but listen, there's also a place uh, called our prayer wall where you can log in and give us your information and uh, and give us your prayer requests. And I'm standing with you. And I'm praying with you on a daily basis. Amen. We have so many people uh, email us and tell us about the miraculous things that God has done. And so click on the link. It's my honor and my privilege to agree with you and pray prophetically over your situation. I want to thank you for trusting me to agree with you in prayer. Amen. I also want to invite you to church. This week is Pentecost Sunday. We're going to have a blowout service this Sunday. It's been 50 days since Easter Sunday. Jesus walked with his disciples for 40 days after his resurrection. And then uh, 10 days later, uh, they were praying. They were in one accord. And then on Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And the church was fully empowered to become all that Jesus birthed the church to be. 3,000 people were added to the church in one day. That's a great day in the kingdom. Amen. So I want to encourage you, get ready. Your loved ones are going to catch fire. And the Holy Spirit is being poured out again like we've never known before. So I want to invite you to come join us this Sunday, 4 p.m., Life Point Church at 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville. That's Life Point Church this Sunday, 4 p.m., 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Amen. Come on out and bring a thousand of your friends. We'd love to meet them. Uh, I also want to extend a great big thank you to Mike Lindell for continuing to bless this ministry. He's a continual sponsor and supporter of Speak Life. You know, he's made available to our audience great products on both of his websites, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. And use the promo code MARTY, my first name, and you'll receive deep discounts on everything you purchase. He's uh, just pioneered uh, a whole new pillow called the MyPillow 2.0. It's just it, it's just as great as the, as the first MyPillow, except that it's an amazing technology that this pillow keeps, stays cool all night long, it stays in a great position. Uh, it, it really makes a difference in your sleep. And so I want to encourage you, go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code MARTY. Uh, some of you prefer to call in your order. You can call it in to 800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive the deep discount. Listen, we have to stop giving our money to people who will take it and then use it against us. And some of these woke companies are just taking our hard-earned cash and pouring it into depravity and wickedness and evil things. And we're just now finding out about a lot of these things. But listen, we have the power to make a change. And these woke companies are finding out just how powerful the church is. We already know, but the church is so powerful 
if you'll just unplug from giving your money to people who are going to use it for evil things or use it for wrong things, uh, you're going to make a difference. You're going to make things change. You begin to drive the culture instead of the culture driving you. And so go visit mystore.com or mypillow.com. Use the promo code Marty and start making a difference with every purchase you make. Every one of your everyday purchases is is very powerful. So check it out and see what kind of products uh, are available. They're made right here in the USA and uh, by great people who believe God, who are standing up for the same principles and purposes that you stand for. Amen. Amen. This is a great opportunity, by the way, to support Speak Life, get great products, and be a blessing at the same time. Amen. Now, I want to remind you that you can always catch this show every Friday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And as more platforms open up, we're going to let you know about those. But for right now, live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And please help us by inviting others and telling others to tune in. Amen. That's Friday night, 7 p.m., Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, This broadcast we also release as a podcast. And if you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes, on Charisma Podcast Network, which is an amazing and an awesome podcast service, uh, and Spotify. Uh, or really anywhere you get your podcast, you're going to find us there. We're everywhere. Uh, but as you do, please leave a good review. Leave, I'm, I'm asking you if you'll give us a five-star review. It really does help us with, our algor- with the algorithms. It helps us to reach more people. Uh, it populates us at, at the higher end of the spectrum. And so please do that. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find Speak Life with Marty Layton. And so uh, social media, follow me on social media, like me on f- social media, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Truth, on Getter, on YouTube, on Rumble, on Instagram, on Parler, on Telegram, all of them. You can find me at Marty Layton. It's at symbol Marty Layton, my name, on all the platforms. Follow me subscribe, uh, say nice things about the broadcast and about me, uh, help us again uh, to become um, populated in, in, in all these searches. It really does make a difference. Amen. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. I know I went a little long today, uh, but I, I just believe you're, you're receiving life. And uh, Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We get to decide what fruit we eat. And so speak life. Amen. I encourage you, always speak life. We'll see you all next week, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.